Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. All right, uh, coming up in uh, about 15 minutes, there about 3.20, we have another keyword. Your shot at $1,000 is still going on here on KFI Inflation Compensation Contest. So be standing by for the keyword in about 15 minutes from now. Sounds like we already have our guest on the air. Who did that? <laughs> I haven't really mentioned what it is yet we're talking about. Uh, okay, well, we are going to talk now about uh, a website that came to our attention last week in an article in the California Globe about the fentanyl crisis in the state of California. FentanylSolution.org was mentioned in here. The president and CEO is Janice Celeste. And um, they're looking at uh, possible ballot measures to deal with this crisis because maybe the legislature is not doing anything uh, to deal with this. The Senate Public Safety Committee refuses to consider any law new law that would go after fentanyl pushers, uh, the, the the guys who kill your teenagers. They don't want to do anything about it. Just let these fentanyl pushers keep selling their product and killing your kids, and uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, so uh, let's get them on here. Okay, I'm here. Hi. She's been Can you hear me? Yeah, hey. we heard, you. <laughs> I heard you breathing heavy. <laughs> Oh, so sorry. <laughs> oh, that, that's okay. That's Jan- okay. Somebody put you on a little early. Uh, Janice okay. Celeste is here, the president and CEO of FentanylSolution.org. Janice, thanks for coming on. What's this idea? What's what's this uh, referendum about? Well, you know, we work with a lot of parents who have lost their children, adult children and children under 18. And what we want to do is see them get justice. And you're absolutely right. In Sacramento, the Public Safety Committee is not letting any bills, any bills, even um, the most generous bills where you just get an admonition, like a warning if you get caught with fentanyl. If you, you kill someone the next time you're, you're pushing, you 
you'll go to jail for murder. So the first time they get away with just selling and having the drugs on them, but the second time, if you kill someone and it's no excuse that you did not know there's there's fentanyl in these pills. So that bill can't even get through. Um, this week is going to be a really interesting week, though, because they are revisiting tomorrow and Thursday some of these bills, and we'll see if um, maybe the public pressure on the Public Safety Committee will get them to change their minds. But we're taking it to the people. If they do not do their jobs, we're taking it to the ballot. Right, well, yeah, we, I, I, you know, we followed that story you're talking about, Janice, and uh, it was actually a, a majority of state senators were supporting a, a bill. It was sort of a bipartisan bill, but this Public Safety yes. Committee just bottled it up. Right. That was SB 44. It's a bipartisan bill. If it was taken to the floor of the Senate, it would have passed by now. It would have passed. They had 21 people agree on both sides of, of the table that this is necessary. But the Public Safety Committee won't let it get past committee. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm suspicious because the Democratic leadership intentionally puts uh, those characters on the Public Safety Committee. So it's a little suspicious to me that so many Democrats support tougher laws but ah look at the bad luck we've got the five <laughs> the five people who don't want any anti-fentanyl legislation they just happen to be on the committee boy oh boy how did that happen right right you know and i'm really they're... cynical about it i think they put those people yeah. on on purpose and 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 everybody else says oh no i'm for it i mean it's the committee that's against it but i'm for it but they know the committee's never going to force them to vote on it well, hopefully our ballot measure that they, now they know it's coming. Hopefully that will give them some um, pressure from the public to do something because the public's going to want this in the, in the majority. And, of course, you're going to have some people that are going to be against it. But we're, for the majority, it makes sense. If someone kills someone, they should go to jail. What, what specifically is in your proposition? Well, this is the thing. We have to do a poll first, and that's what we initiated. We already started the poll. Mm -hmm. We have the questions. Where Our board will approve it on May 2nd, and then the poll will go out to 800 well, Californians. And the poll will, will write the legislation. And um, the purpose is to get stronger laws, longer penalties for drug dealers who kill with fentanyl. Uh, so it will be written accordingly to the poll, but that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, because we, what we heard from the Public Safety Committee Janice was that, oh, well, the war on drugs doesn't work and putting people in prison mm -hmm. just because they and they may not know that they're dealing uh, a drug with fentanyl in it because uh, sometimes they're just the middleman. We heard all these excuses. Yeah, well, uh, let me address that. First of all, the world has changed dramatically since the war on drugs. Just the Internet all by itself made this a whole different monster. I have a paper that's coming out that says exactly that this is not the war on drugs, the fentanyl crisis. And in addition to that, um, you, you can't, you just can't, first of all, you just can't use that as an excuse anymore. You no, can't because I don't care if they know whether the fentanyl was in a specific pill or not. We know it's well, very they prevalent. They, we know, yeah, they may <laughs> yeah. know, and we know it's very prevalent. So if you're going around selling illegal pills to kids, uh, you, you should be, everybody, you know what? I would pass a resolution that says, here's the official warning to all drug pushers. There's fentanyl in a lot of pills. Now you know. Okay, you've been notified as of this moment. And, and well, here's the thing. No one knows their industry better than they do. They can tell us about their industry. So for them to use that as an excuse is no excuse. No. It's hard maybe to, to approve in court, 
but it shouldn't have to be proven at this point they poisoned someone. We didn't have um, these kind of numbers with the war on drugs. We didn't have um, overdoses happen like that. You still have crack users around from the war on drugs. We're not going to have any of these people around. None of the teens who are experimenting for the first time, so many have died with the first pill. The DEA has a whole slogan called one pill can kill because it does. It, you know, it's heartbreaking about it. It just seems to me, my opinion, looking at the, the kids who get caught up in this, that most of them are, are pretty decent, right? They're not they're not troublemakers, but kids get curious. They're horribly influenced by social media, and they see somebody offering a, a, a cheap high on social media, so they try out a pill to see to see if it's fun, right? They probably heard their friends doing it, and then they take the deadly one, and then that's it. And, right. and, well, and I, I don't know how anybody be, could be against stopping that. Well, let me give you a little more detail about that. So your kid gets on a social media platform. Usually Snapchat has been named as the um, biggest um, uh, social media platform that has been guilty of not doing much of anything to protect children that, you know, to get the drug. So they, they'll get involved with a drug dealer. They'll, then the drug dealer will follow them and groom them until they buy a pill. Then uh They'll use Venmo or Cash App or a parent's credit card, get the pill. Guess how it gets to your house? Through Uber Eats, Grubhub, those delivery what? services that usually deliver food. They don't know they're delivering it. They, yeah, they just know if they're taking a package from point A to point B. They don't know what's in it. They don't. And you can, your child can have a deadly, lethal drug in their hand in under an hour. Right. Wow. That's uh, yeah. it's pretty easy. I, I, I just and I just love how the executives that run Snapchat and all the rest of them they just have absolutely no conscience. They don't care how their system is being used and abused. Doesn't matter to them. No, they uh, claim that the child has privacy rights. Oh, yeah, that's right, right. The right to uh, to die. Yeah. The right to exactly. take a take a bad pill and die. Well, yeah, and they have the nerve. They, they, well, real quick, they have the nerve to be uh, sponsoring the uh, fentanyl awareness campaign that's coming for Fentanyl Awareness Day on the 10th, but Snap not doing much of anything. Snapchat, Snapchat. Is, is sponsoring the awareness campaign. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they're, they're psycho. Everything is manipulative and cynical, mm -hmm. and, and they just everything's about fooling people. Everything exactly. is about public relations. Aye. All right, Janice, well, keep us posted uh, as you move towards the ballot measures, uh, especially what you find out with your polling. And uh, we'd love I to sure talk will. to you again. Uh, this is Janice Celeste, president and CEO of FentanylSolution.org. You can go there, FentanylSolution.org, to find out a lot more about what they're doing to affect some sort of approach to the fentanyl crisis, especially here in California with the overdoses. There's some good charts there to show you just how much overdose deaths by fentanyl have grown in the state and the public, the safety committee in the state legislature doesn't want to do anything about this. They just put up a roadblock. Although we will be following the hearings that are coming up this week, dealing with a number of bills that they've agreed to hear in a special hearing. John and Ken, oh, next is your chance for some money with a keyword. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Listen to this. We already have a candidate for governor. Um, the 2026 race. Because oh. Newsom's done after two terms. I'm not kidding. It would happen today. The lieutenant governor, Alini Kulakas, announced she's already running for governor. 2026. Three and a half years early. Boy, her name recognition's got to be close to zero. Very much.
uh, I think she had a lot of money and kind of spent a lot of money and become lieutenant governor, as I recall. Yeah, I really sure don't. She had any elective office, but not that that matters to me. But I, I don't know anything about her. I don't either. But I, I think she's I think she's in the progressive mode. As well. Oh, probably things about her. Yeah, I'm sure they she's all, a Democrat. They all are. Speaking of dippity do, we played for you some audio last week. He showed up in San Francisco's Tenderloin neighborhood uh, for a big media opportunity to talk about the uh, fentanyl drug problem. And then when he was asked, remember that guy asked him and his response was, what do you think I should do? That was Newsom's response about how to deal with the uh, drug crisis. Yeah, snarky, combative. Later on, he said, basically, uh, just more Narcan. All right, we'll just uh, try to revive people from their overdoses. Now we hear he is uh, calling in the National Guard and the California Highway Patrol. Put out a press release. The state's Highway Patrol will assist the San Francisco Police Department with technical assistance, training, and drug trafficking enforcement within key areas of the city, including the Tenderloin. The California National Guard will dedicate personnel and resources towards dismantling fentanyl distribution rings. You think this is just for show, right? You said it was just a... Yeah, a, yeah. I, I mean, I don't believe any of this. I, I or, or that it's just, it's not going to be effective. See, na the National Guard is magic words. That are, oh, people feel like, all right, now they oh, know it's a crisis. He's getting tough. How many times have we sent the National Guard to the border? Has it mattered? No. No, uh, we, we were told they would just sit there at the desk jobs while the border patrol right. agents could go out in the field, but that was always a scam. We were told. So, uh, so I, I, uh, I, 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 I see. I don't take anything he says with any uh, seriously with any credibility, because he's had so many of these fake announcements that sound tough, look good in the headline, but he doesn't follow through on them, or or they're ineffective. No. Hey, or he never meant them. He never meant them to begin with. I think that's number one. First thing I think is, wow, that sounds really cool, but you don't mean that. You don't really care. I mean, this fentanyl thing has been raging for quite a while. So he just woke up this weekend and said, "Oh, I know. We'll get the National Guard in." I mean, oh, he knows that exactly what you said. It gets people's attention. It makes it look like he's doing something. The CHP commissioner said, we'll be allocating additional resources well, for high visibility traffic enforcement see, within the city of San Francisco. Here, See, if he was a real credible politician, the, 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 the origin point of fentanyl is China shipping it to Mexico and then Mexico manufacturing the fentanyl, turning the raw product into something that they can sell as pills. That's almost 100% of the fentanyl. China to Mexico. Distribution from China, manufacturing in Mexico, and then delivery here to the United States. So since this little weasel wants to be a big boy president, then why don't you say, here's why I want to run for president. Joe Biden is a complete failure. He's allowing billions and billions of dollars and billions and billions of fentanyl pills to come over the border. That's an atrocity. That's disgusting. I don't care what party it is. This this is this is killing 70,000 Americans a year, 100,000 Americans a year. It's killing thousands of our children. That's one of the reasons I'm running for president because the guy in there now is an incompetent boob. Yeah. That's what you do as a presidential candidate. So that's why I don't believe him. 
He, you know, you could, you want to send, uh, you know, uh, uh, how many CHP officers is he going to send? All right. Those guys have to make money giving out bogus tickets on the freeways. So how many can he spare? And these guys do drive up and down giving tickets most of the time. That's that's their main main job. So uh, wh what do they know about fenton underground fentanyl distribution networks? What are they going to do? Uh, it says they're going to be looking for uh, drug-impaired drivers and looking for possible drug traffickers driving around. What? Yeah. Well, they profile. You, you, but you're not supposed to do that anymore. And what's the National Guard guys going to do? They're not trained in this. Now, the drug enforcement agents... Are, are, are trained in this. I mean, if you're going to go to war, you need the National Guard, but this doesn't sound like a war. I don't know what this is. I don't know exactly what... I mean... You, you're going you're gonna to provide extra men so the San Francisco police can go on, on drug busts? I mean, why Supposedly the National Guard is going to try to dismantle fentanyl distribution rings. How? Broad too. They're not... I don't know. Undercover operations? I have no idea. They're not all powerful magicians. I mean, they're they're trained in military tactics. They're there as a reserve unit in case we need extra men in a war. They're they're also trained in uh, disaster situations, right? Rioting, or maybe if you have unrest after a, 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 an earthquake, right, or uh, or a tornado, and there's like general chaos going on, or you can do desk work at the border. I, I mean, I I just don't. In Fit, typical Newsom fashion, when he announced this on Friday. Two truths can coexist at the same time. San Francisco's violent crime rate is below comparably sized cities like Jacksonville and Fort Worth. And there is more we can do to address public safety concerns, especially the fentanyl crisis. <laughs> violent crime rate. Of course, everything that's not considered violent is, is at extreme highs. I, I know. They're still doing a victory lap because the guy that stabbed Bob <laughs> Lee apparently is somebody that knew him and not some <laughs> dangerous fentanyl drug addicted <laughs> person on the street. I streets. can't believe the amount of propaganda. That left-wing journalists are engaging in. Oh, they over, love that over one. the Bob Lee thing. Yes, they. Do. I cannot believe it. They are such sick dogs. The whole lot of them. Every one of these journalists. Every one of the politicians. That's their shut-up story. Oh, you say you were wrong. Oh, shut up and don't bring no, this up again. Well, that's the thing. It's not going to shut anybody up because San Francisco is a hellhole for another day, and another week. Or another uh, two weeks since this happened. So it's still a hellhole. Yeah. What's today's story? The Target is locking up everything in one San Francisco right, store. Right, exactly. There, there, there's quality of life for you. You can't go to Target. Not what people say. It's what people do. Yeah. Right? You, well, why is Target doing that? Because everything in their store is at risk. There are so many shoplifters and so many products getting stolen that they have to lock down. They've got thousands and thousands of items in there. And every one of them has to be in a glass case. Well, you, well, you miserable little rodent. All right, we got more. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Radio being removed from new cars and trucks. Oh, no. Now, think if you're in a natural disaster. A text alert on your phone is not a substitute what broadcast radio provides in the times of need. You know, we read this on Friday. I got into a debate with a couple of listeners because they have Teslas. Well, I have... KFI because I have the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, but what if everything goes down, right? Good old uh, AM radio just travels to your car. Oh, if the internet if the internet goes down, then yeah. uh, you're screwed. You have to have you have to have an AM radio. And by the way, very few people have Teslas, so get over your elitist uh, crowing here. All right. Well, it's because I brought up the fact that that's one. Electric vehicle that does not have AM radio, so they took it personally since they have one. That's all I meant. But you're right. A lot of people don't. Uh, a one-line text alert cannot take the place of a voice on the radio talking to you 24-7 until the emergency passes. And that's assuming the cell networks are even up and running, which often they are not. So well, emergencies yeah, during occur, a natural disaster, that's right. The cell phone lines, uh, the cell phone towers will go down. When emergencies occur, your local broadcast radio station is there providing wall-to-wall coverage, life-saving information, and a live connection to the crisis. And then radio stays in the aftermath. So you need to make your voice heard on this issue. You text the letters AM to this number, 52886, and tell Congress to keep AM radio in all cars and trucks. Standard message and data rates apply. That's AM to 52886. Well, this story comes up every now and then, and when it does and when we see it, we love to talk about it. There's many reasons why couples do and do not have children, right? Maybe it's financial. Maybe one of them's mentally ill. <laughs> Doesn't want to pass that along. Uh, maybe well, they, the parts just don't work. They don't think they'd be a good parent. 
maybe they want to have more time to themselves for a longer time than but this column which pops up in publications such as the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, and the Washington Post. Don't want to have a baby because of climate fears? You're not alone. So, again, it's a story of young couples who fret over the future of the planet and may decide not to reproduce Good. because they may not be a planet. They, you, know they they, you know what? All these genetic lines ought to die out then. Well, that's a good All point. Because right, now they won't raise they won't raise annoying little woke babies who mm. become annoying woke toddlers and then they're screeching in college one day that their sensitivities have been violated. We don't need any more of those people. So stop reproducing. If you're so terrified of the planet that you can't even get an erection anymore to reproduce, then it's then then you're better off your genetic line dies. Peggy O'Donnell Heffington is her name, who wrote this for the Washington Post, a professor in history at the University of Chicago. And I emphasize professor of history because she, first of all, she mentions a survey. Uh, 10,000 people between the ages of 16 and 25, 60% felt very or extremely worried about climate change. Now, two things about that. First of all, young people don't really have a lifelong experience or perspective yet to judge things uh, <laughs> accurately they, is the they, way I would put it. They don't know about propaganda. A 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, right. They don't know mm -hmm. about agendas, that there's a progressive agenda in the schools and they've been brainwashed and they, they've, they're, they're intentionally being terrified by the teachers and administrators. That's a plan because what they want, they have a long-term plan to remake the United States into a, a socialist nation. Right. And, and in order to give the government control, you have to make the people afraid. You have to make people agree that we are not handling our freedoms well and we're endangering the planet. Therefore, the government has to control our lives and tell us what to do. That is part of a, a sustained propaganda effort, which is working. But the teenagers don't know that. When you're brainwashed, you don't know you're brainwashed. When you're in a cult, you don't know you're in a cult. Right. Because she's a professor of history, I kid you not, she cited examples in history where mothers or families have decided not to reproduce. But for one of the examples is the Mormon settlers, Utah in the 1850s. There was violence and disease, and in some cases, the women thought we'd be better off not multiplying. I mean, compare that. To this geared up climate change thing where oh it, it's, even if there is a threat it could be quite a few years away it, no it's there's no and she mentioned slaves too which is understandable they were very concerned about having a baby born into a world of yeah, slavery for sure it's completely understandable yeah. but Cl climate, to compare these to the climate because there is psychos I, I don't i wish i had some other words for this but hysteria is hysteria it, the, the extremism is extremism they have taken they have in, incorporated the most extreme, absurd, ridiculous concepts, and in their minds, their fragile little minds, it's now true. It's real. And so every day they wake up unhappy and terrified. And who do you think these people are? I'm not talking about a 16-year-old, but if there's really a 30-year-old pondering this, it's probably somebody in a more well-off household. Yes, almost entirely. <laughs> because right. a because lot of other problems to obsess over. Working-class people are too busy working. And too busy trying to get through the week. They don't have time to indulge in these weird little cult fantasies of end days and doomsday. 
It's a doomsday cult is what it is. World's going to end. Is. World's going to end. Yes, you're right. There's always been people who belong to those kinds These. of cults where right. it's always, and, and, it's, and it's our fault, and we're in control of this, and we're ruining the planet, and oh, my God. These are like those naked, hairy guys who would stand holding mm. a, sa- a, a sandwich board on oh. the corner. With, uh, with Jerry little, Brown, you mean? Yeah, Jerry Brown type, right? And they've got uh, they've got a little uh, a little boombox or a megaphone, right? And a and a microphone, and and they start shouting end of days rhetoric as you're walking by, and they have a little hat where you could throw in a dollar or two dollars for the cause. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. I don't see them. You know, I see still more though is the religious ones that are reading all the Bible quotes as you walk by. They like to set themselves up in crowds mm-hmm. and talk about how oh, you need yeah. to uh, end times are coming. You yeah. need to repent. repent, embrace Jesus, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, the single most annoying people on the planet. They'll, they'll, they'll show up at some crowded gathering. Maybe it would be a, a farmer's market or a fair, a festival or something, right? And they just start shouting all their doomsday Jesus Oh, nonsense. this guy had a whole right. megaphone set up. He had an entire, entire microphone and everything set up. Oh, there was a guy There was a guy at the uh, farmer's market in my neighborhood, and he's actually holding up a sign, a huge placard with, with little black print on it. And it was all about veganism. And it read like a religious document is what it did. And, and of course, you know, the, 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 uh, the irritating wieners on my side of town, they're all going up to him. I was like, oh, yeah, tell me more about this. <laughs> and I, I wish I could, I, I, you know, I probably should have snapped a picture of the board and I could have read it. But it was exactly the way you would try to indoctrinate someone with a religion. It was exactly like those weird religious guys who show up and start well, shouting random cliches and... The problem for you is that they crossed over. The people that are really concerned about the climate crossed over to the vegan people because it then became meat eating mm-hmm. is, is responsible for global warming. So oh. they kind of crossed purposes there. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, uh, I got to I got to find this, but uh, maybe we could do this tomorrow. T- uh, Time magazine had a piece written by two. Well, I know where I can find it. Hold on. I was sending this to friends of mine. They had this piece in in, in Time magazine uh, written by uh, two professors, the case for making Earth Day a religious holiday. <laughs> I don't want to get into this now, but I want to read it on the air tomorrow. All and right. and uh, they were inspired by Earth Day, and they think Earth Day should become a religious holiday. And I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, bingo, this is what we've been talking about for years. This is now turned into a religion. And they admit that they, you know, they would like to set up religious rituals on a on a day like Earth Day on that occasion, and that and we start indoctrinating children to understand all these concepts here. It's like there, there you go. Now they they've, they've crossed the line and they're admitting to it. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. We're almost done, but, well, you can hear the whole show. It'll be posted up as a podcast, John and Ken On Demand, right after 4 o'clock at KFIAM640.com or the handy iHeartRadio app. That's where you can find our podcast daily, Monday through Friday. And follow that app, John, wherever it goes. All right? All right. Follow it. I enjoyed this story over the weekend because you got to figure – Something like this was going to happen. With, with all the heavy rains we got, the stories have been focused on, oh, you know, there's going to be flooding. Uh, is the drought over? Is the drought not over? 
this one's kind of entertaining. Uh, if you've ever heard of uh, El Dorado County and a place called Pl- uh, Placerville, uh, there's about 10,000 people that live there. It's about a 15-minute drive from a valley where in 1848, John, a guy from New Jersey by the name of James Marshall was building a sawmill in January 1848 along the American River when he saw something shiny in the water. Looks like some kind of metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, he wrote. He actually spelled M-E-T-T-L-E. That looks like gold. Right. Spelled G-O-A-L-D. I guess they found his diary. <laughs> Education really wasn't a thing back then. No, no. Well, you can imagine what we're talking about was the big gold rush. This is 1848. It's sort of happening again. Now, what I didn't know back then is that a whole bunch of people came to this part of California they sprayed powerful jets of water onto hillsides and they sorted through whatever flowed down, leaving giant piles of mining residue. It says here, still visible today. It's now heavily restricted. You can't go there and spray massive jets of water on the hillsides to try to extract the valuable metals. However, they're saying that nature did it. That the heavy oh, rains, all the storms, yeah, yeah, the what, heavy what? rains washed a lot of stuff down, a lot of minerals that were embedded in the rock and the dirt. They called it nature's pressure washer. So, and they're they're mostly in the pictures in the New York Times, uh, older white males with beards, mm. lots of baseball caps. Now they've descended on this area to start their own gold rush again to look for uh, nuggets. Um. There's one guy that claims he was able to to buy a new pickup truck with what he found. I don't know if I believe that or... Well, it's $2,000 an ounce right now. It is. It's right. The price of gold is hovering around $2,000 an ounce. So if he he got... How much is a pickup truck? I don't even know. $20,000, $25,000? I don't know. It's probably... Yeah, well, anyway, there's a a big enough chunk. No, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, a couple of pounds, that'll that'll get you a nice truck. One guy said he found two pounds of gold nuggets with a metal detector. See, two pounds Mark is 32 Dayton, ounces. regular said there's $50,000 of gold up at that table. We've had more gold in the last... Apparently, they have well, meetings. They gather together to show what they found. If if there's several of them who have a, a couple of pounds worth of gold, then, yeah, that, that would be enough to get a pickup truck. Yeah, I guess so. Because that'd be 32 ounces. One other guy used to be a police officer and a firefighter. Oh, is that two pensions? <laughs> That's why he's got time. Now makes a living as a treasure hunter. In just a few outings in April, he found $750 you know, worth of gold pieces. I could do this. This, you, it's this probably speaks pretty quiet. to me. It does speak to it you? It does speak to me, yeah. But isn't this like the guy on the beach? With yeah, the, uh... that speaks to me, too. Oh, that does speak to you? Yeah. With the big headphones on, he's uh-huh. walking along with his the little, little Geiger counter, yeah. Not a the Geiger sand, trying metal, to see if he could yeah, metal detector to see if he can detector. hear anything under the sand. That he can tick, dig tick, up tick, and, tick. Yeah, uh, I, I wow. can do that. That's where I'm headed. Yeah, well, because uh, you know it's 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 a game, right? It's like a little kid. You have a treasure hunt. It's a game. There there could be a valuable prize at the end of it. You know, you walk in a beautiful setting, either the hills where the gold is, or along the beach. Yeah. And uh, what else are you going to do? Okay, you're you're 82 years old. What else are you going to do? Yeah, it says here it's, the gold seekers range See, from part-time hobbyists 
uh, to diehard, well-equipped treasure hunters who make so, a living from it. I think when you get really old, when you get to that age where nobody wants to give you a job, but but you you can still walk, right? You're not you're not uh, in a wheelchair, right? There's no secrets. There's nothing to do. There really isn't. So and you're going to go on the beach, or you're going to go up to uh, if I, if I can still get around gold territory, sure. Because what what are you going to do all day? You're, no, nobody wants to hire you. Nobody wants to pay any money. Nobody yeah. really wants to talk to you. Every half most of the people you know are dead already. You so what? I try to think, you know, look at the, look at life realistically. You're at the end yeah, of the line. Yeah, you always paint a good picture for exiting early. I well, life. I rarely see anybody who's having fun when they're in their 80s. Is Doesn't look right? like a good time. No. Would you call them at that club one day? The the people waiting to die. The room people wait. Yes, it was the people waiting to die card room. That's what they the were doing. The card room. That's the card right. room. I think they'd go out. Well, cards and games are fun. You can have a lot of good chats. And well, they look. They look happy, but it still means there's nothing to do. When you're when you're going there every day, you know, at ten o'clock in the morning. I, that's when I used to go play tennis there. It'd be ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's what I remember. You talked about right. that a few times. You come to work and you just sit them. You'd see, you pass the room and they're in there staring and talking. And yeah, I mean, it looked like they were having a good time, but that's not the point. Is that there, there was no option B for no other plan for the day. They, and it was the same group the next day, and then the next day after that. Every time I went, there was the same bunch of guys playing cards at, in the waiting to die room. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're still around. You know, we're in our 80s and 90s. We'll take a bus up and look for gold together. I would do that. Yeah. I have for that, gold. That would be exciting. Uh, Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, magnitude 7.1 earthquake hits a remote Pacific uh, area. No tsunami threat, but that's a big earthquake. 7.1. Yeah, that is. That is. That's a big deal, John. Uh, also, a Tucker Carlson has is leaving Fox News. Well, they fired him. Yeah. So that opens another hour for you every day, huh? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah. So I could push uh, fake election uh, <laughs> conspiracies. <laughs> That's the thing. That's what that job in entails. Those jobs entail that you just put out all kinds of crazy. They all do. Poop theories. They yeah. all do. Yeah, I know. CNN does it. Uh, MSNBC does it. They all do it. You know, they all they all push the fringe element. I, 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 and then I, you get hooked into it. If you live alone, man, you have no one to bounce it off of. You're just, well, you're into it. That's right. These are the people who uh, don't go on the beach with their metal detector, right? That's right. They're at home watching Tucker Carlson. They sit in a chair yeah. watching cable. Yeah, that's the, right. See, those are the options. You could sit at home and watch uh, crazy right-wing or crazy left-wing idiots and, and their stupid cable shows. But, see, I'd rather go with the metal detector and collect the gold. I'd rather watch TV. <laughs> I'm a, a big there fan of go. TV. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, because you don't have to get outside with the bees and the ants and all see, that crap. I want to be outside. You, uh, want, I don't you know. want to be under a right. Yeah, but you grew up in the East Coast. You, they, so you came out here to be outside. Yes, yes. I grew up out here. <laughs> You're sick of the outside. Nah, huh? I'm tired of it. Uh, Don Lemon has moved on from CNN. That's another big story. Yeah, another loser. Yeah, and then uh, we have um, Bed Bath and Beyond finally closing. You got to get your gift certificates and cards and everything until you got to Wednesday, and then everything. Oh, is that right? Everything goes yeah. in the toilet. Oh, is that right? Wednesday. Yeah. That's the last day. Of the That's it. Bed John bath. sounds yeah. concerned. Yeah. Oh, my wife probably has eleven hundred of them lying around. Oh, the twenty percent oh, off. She was a big Bed oh, Bath and Beyond person. Yeah. Yes. And she's uh, she's distraught. She's in mourning. Yeah, I, I get it. I love the Bed Bath & Beyond in Burbank. I, I had, uh, you many, many, like the Beyond, didn't you? 
You well, like going to big box stores. I do. I hear time to time. You're into Target and Costco yes. and Bed yes. Bath and Beyond. Yes. That's Jeez, America. That's one of the riffraff. That's right. I'm proud of it. Um, but yeah, the nickname was Bed Bugs and Beyond. And <laughs> so I don't think that helped it. No. Can't hurt him now, I guess. That's right. That's but it was, big dog. But it's a great store. And the, as seen on TV, Isle was always pretty cool. I did go to that particular <laughs> section. I was always fascinated by <laughs> as seen, seen on, on TV. TV. Right. There you go. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you knew the checkout. Um, yeah, that's right. As seen on TV. And you're like, wow, if it was on TV, see, it must be great. I'm going to buy my metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong. Here we go. Michael Crozier has the news. Woo! KFI. Yeah. Ding dong. In the KFI 24 newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.